I'm trying to decide if I should remain Dragon Lord or if I am the Hulk now. Oh, no. Clearly, you're Are we doing this? We're gonna just do this every time now. Well, do the intro. Long, we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> do the intro. We'll figure it out as we That's go. That's fair. That's fair. I like it. We'll do it live. We'll get Hulk started in three. Hulk, smash Ooh. that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> He's full of them today. Oh wow! <laughs> you, look, you know what? You know he's a dad because he's laughing hardest at his own jokes. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> yes. I think are pretty great. That is father privilege. <laughs> no shame. No shame. In father class one hundred and one. Welcome to Recap, a podcast where we talk about the latest news featured in our social hey. media pages. Hey, this is the news that matters most to our voters. We encourage legislators to not only listen but to also act. What you're here, and now here's the host. You know, I'm gonna leave it. I'm, 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 That's I'm right. gonna you're just, gonna I'm gonna it. take it. So yeah, I'm your, I'm your almost always host, Joshua the Hulk Hyde. I'm the Hulk today, and uh, with me are some of my good friends, Anthony Arnold, the greatest writer of all time. That's right. Alexander Crohanan, the greatest professor of all time. And Nick Homburg, the greatest homie of all time. How are you gentlemen doing on this fine? Is it morning? It's morning right now. Still morning. Yeah. <laughs> afternoon. Early afternoon. I'm uh, great. A podcast of those. But, but it's not afternoon. I say, I, uh, just want, I, say I just want everybody to know Josh is sitting here in the studio shirtless. Yeah, it's a pumping. He's really green today. He's really green today. Yeah, big green in the I just like to say that I do not condone your chest being out, nipples being shown. I am anti nipples in this. We gotta free the nipples. Kevin Hart says, "Yes, Josh." There was a whole movement on this. I really like. I really like the idea that Hulk here is not angry. He is ripped to shirt off to say free the nipple. Jesus, Josh, I didn't know you lifted like this, bro. I'm just saying, Jeez. man, you, you got to get it in. You're looking oh. good. You're looking good. You, you skipped so. leg day a little bit, but that's he all took, right. He took his New Year's <laughs> resolutions very seriously. <laughs> theme. His New Year's theme. His New Year's theme is fitness. That That is that is fair. That is, that is fair. It, it's a theme. So let's go ahead and get into what we're going to talk about today. Um... I know there has been a lot of chatter online as of late uh, regarding the China balloon. I'm pretty sure all of you know what yep. that is. Uh, I don't think I need to get into the situation as a whole. However, I want to take a second to discuss uh, kind of what this means in terms of foreign politics. And the general idea is how do we respond to what are supposed to be innocuous, but possibly threats. I like it. I like so, foreign policy. Here is uh, my little spiel. How much can we truly trust our national neighborhood? I, I'm a really big fan of that phrase. Um, what should truly be seen as a threat? And what should we do if we think our neighbors are pulling a fast one on us? I want to talk about that. But first, let's talk about the question of the day. Question of the day. Thank you. Question of the episode. So um, this one did appear recently on a social media. I'm going to assume, like Josh did, we're all familiar with the big balloon. Um, 
So I think I need to recap what the big balloon was, right? So then the question is, <laughs> you should the recap. U.S. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the name of the show. Recap. But I'm... <laughs> should the U.S. have shot it down earlier or did we do the right thing by sort of leaving it alone until we sort of understood the circumstances of how it ended up where it did? Um, so do you agree with, you know, what we did, which is wait, or do you think we should have taken action earlier and uh, shot the big balloon down? Who wants to jump off? I'll start. I'll start. Um, <laughs> I'll start this time. Well, you, you got some time to formulate. You know what I mean? Um, I think this is me conspiratorially. Okay. I think we kind of just wanted to test out some new long range, uh, weaponry. Cause if you look at what we did, like we used a sidewinder missile that we had never used at that altitude before. And the military guys love a chance, like real world field testing. Like you only get a chance to shoot down the big balloon once. We could have used a known missile. We're like, you know what? Let's try. Let, we've never known for sure how high the sidewinder can go. What better way to find out than the big balloon? So I think we actually kind of waited on purpose so that we could sort of test out some new, <laughs> some new toys. Because um, live field testing, you'll probably never hear words that make military guys more excited. I'm like, ooh, live field test. Say more. <laughs> no, I so that's why I think we waited. Um, personally, though, I do think we probably should have done something earlier, actually, because like, it was weird. <laughs> Is this a Chinese spy balloon drifting across the continental United States? I think it was kind of weird, but that's just me. Who wants to go next? Hulk says right, he goes I, next. Hulk, go. Hulk does Hulk, not go. care. Beauty Crohannon. Hulk <laughs> smash. Uh, Hulk thinks we should have smashed that balloon as soon as we found out about it. Um, I am naturally pretty distrustful of like my neighbors, like in general, because I don't know who you are and I don't know what you're going to try to do. And I think that that is uh, also true on the national scale. Like, in my mind, if this was going to happen, it should have been like a thing that they should have like sent us information about long before we found out about it. Like if they knew it was going awry and was going into our airspace, we should have known about it before it got there, not after we brought it back up to them. So my brain says we found out about it. Get that shit out of here. All right. Hulk smashed the balloon. Hulk smashed the balloon. Smashed the shit out that balloon. All right. <laughs> Homie, uh, professor, I'm gonna push back on on this narrative that we uh, that we shouldn't trust our <laughs> our neighbors. Um, we 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 should we should say but the default position should be that like that we that we trust each other that we like we believe e that we believe each other when we say things and that um because like because like international relations like demand that like if you're gonna like. If you want to do like global trade that our that our current society demands, like I you you kind of like that requires a certain level of trust, and uh, if you want to maintain that, then you do have to like take each other at, at our word. That being said, uh, when you have evidence that someone's lying, you uh, you act on it, and you act on it, you know, as, as quick you know quickly and uh, you say and like and efficiently as power like as possible. 
So you're saying we should have shot down the balloon sooner? Oh, we should have shot that. The moment we recognized that um, this, your story doesn't show. Say, hey, we, we noticed this thing. Uh, care to comment? Yeah, it's, it's just a weather balloon. Um, All I'm right. Sorry. What, I'm sorry. What were you lying? I like it. Nick, <laughs> um, make it a clean sweep. Make it a grand slam. Four zero for shooting down the balloon. Don't let us down. Oh, I'm gonna let you down immediately. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Come on, I'm gonna be a dissenting opinion here, and it's only in favor of malicious compliance. Um, you tell me it's a weather balloon. Sure, it's a weather balloon. We're gonna take it down. We're gonna check it. If it's if you got nothing to hide, then it's no big deal. And then we'll give it back to you after we're done checking it. And then if it comes back into our airspace, we just happen to have this sidewinder that we that's looking <laughs> real nice. Just been hogging up space in our uh, in our in our aircraft right. uh, hangar. So I mean, you know, two times is a coincidence, but ah, you know, I'm not I'm not willing to risk a third. Nick, the pacifist homie. So I say, so fool me once, say shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me once, shame yeah. on you. Fool me twice. You can't fool me twice. <laughs> That's a more reasonable response. <laughs> to quote, even to quote it, George W. Bush. <laughs> even if that does break up our perfect our perfect game, that is a more reasonable response. And with that, that's the end of the, the question of the episode. So sending it back to you, President Hulk Hyde. Hulk Hyde. Take the ball to give to <laughs> Professor Crohannon. All right. So, um, so we, okay, we've talked about the balloon. We're going to keep talking about the balloon, but like, let's re let's, let's recap on the facts. <laughs> so, um, so an initial report came out, um, as early as the 26th, uh, something that's called a tipper. Uh, and it was disseminated among like classified channels. But before um, you, before you keep going, uh, the 26th of what? January, so Jan- 26th of January. So I was going to mention the month later, but yes, you're right. Um, but it was a, it wasn't immediately flagged as urgent because it didn't appear to be like it shows up on these things and it, you know, and it it has the consistency of just the like of just a balloon. Um, and uh, when I when we say balloon, we don't mean like you know like a hot air balloon or like a balloon that I mean it, it's. We'll, we'll talk. Let's say we'll talk about like the the you know the sh- you know the shape of this later. But like this is a sophisticated piece of equipment that is tethered to a let's say to a series of you know uh you know hot air balloons effectively. Um, so it wasn't cons- say uh national say national defense did not see it as like a, as anything pertinent. So uh the White House was not made aware of the report. That changed, however, when it entered Alaskan airspace on January 28th. That's uh, say that was um, that say that was what set off like the uh, let's say like the the alarm bells, and that was when, um, uh, according to official channels, that that was when the like, the president and uh, the White House was informed. Uh, so then, um, so that was on so that was on the 28th. The twenty eighth was a um, say so was it was a Saturday. So um, prior say so um, 
prior to that on Thursday, say on Thursday, on the say, so that would have been the um say on the on the 26th when it was like when it was initially uh said. Um Chinese foreign ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning, uh, as well as uh, the rapper, the people from Beijing said that this was just an unmanned Chinese civilian airship. And that it wasn't um say and that like it wasn't a say it wasn't any uh anything else um however uh say um uh uh they say they did um they got satellite images of the balloon and thought and uh, saw that it was not in um they also say satellite images and higher uh image imagery from u2 um uh flybys and said that it was not consistent with other like with civilian aircraft um and so uh that they thought the balloon uh was probably capable of conducting signals and intelligent uh collection operations at which point um on january 28th um as a um the uh, say, say the State Department, um, say, uh, destroy, say, destroyed the balloon. Uh, they said that um, it was, say, um, this was part of a, say, um, that from uh, gathering information from other uh, countries, uh, this was part of an operation and that these balloons had been identified flying over more than 40 countries across five different continents. Hmm. Um, so uh, at the time, uh, say at the time of recording, uh, sorry, I, I misspoke. So the military, so that was on the twenty eighth. On the February fourth is when the military finally shot it down, after it had flown across the country for several days. Um, this has resulted in um, you know say in striking tensions, as again the um, Chinese spokeswoman said that. Um, uh, this say the, the U.S. air essay um, shooting it out of the sky was an overreaction on part of uh, say on the part of the United States. So at time of writing, um, the FBI has uh, recovered um, say various pieces of the balloon, uh, specifically the like the structure, like the canopy, the wiring, and a very small level of electronics. They are um, they are still searching for the payload which is you know, say like the equipment that was um, the bulk of the equipment contained on side and that that is when they are going to do like the lion's share of the analysis so at the time of recording we do not yet have that i am certain uh this is an ongoing story we'll get more information we will get some more information later all right, all right. the balloon was right. big by the way to your point earlier alex it was like a yeah. 747 yeah this, yeah Huge. Way like two thousand pounds. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't have the context that there was. Uh, would you say a balloon in over forty different countries? Like they released yeah. one for. Yeah. Like but, I. I, I, so I, I so not that they. Not there was a balloon in forty different countries, but that the that balloons, similar balloons, had flown yeah. over at yeah. least forty countries and okay. at least five different continents. Okay. Yep. Yeah. See, I didn't have that context, and I also didn't have the context that. Um, what it looked like. I didn't, yes. 
I, right. I hear people talking about the China balloon and I'm just like, okay. Well, well, and that's why I wanted to do like this, like this breakdown of just like the context. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm just saying, thank you. Cause I didn't have that. <laughs> there you go. Now, does that change your answer? Yeah, that's I, what I was about to I say. I thought about it. I thought about it. I was like, hmm, does this change my answer? Because it seems a lot more like. So I, I still I still am in favor of malicious compliance because regardless, you get the job done. You just also get the job done with it intact. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I do have a quick question on that though. Uh, so I I'm yet to, let's say I'm yet to see uh and I it's not it's probably probably just publicly not available yet. Um the height on that the blue balloon at uh, like sixty thousand um, feet. It was, it was above. I say, but it's above sixty thousand feet. That's the only thing that I've seen. Yeah. Um. But like my my question is, uh, how are you getting it down without shooting it down? Like they like they did flyovers with planes, but like you said, it's like a seven forty. Like it's the size of a seven forty seven. Right. How do you right. how do you just like take that down? <laughs> right. You poke a hole you in slowly, it. Slowly, you slowly <laughs> drop weights on top of it. You poke a hole in it, and it just slowly makes its way. Down. Yeah. If you if you if you put a slight pop, yeah, you know how when you pop your bike tires, it like very slowly loses air. You just do that. Just get a couple of nails and a nail gun, and just kind of there you go. Bye bye with a nail. But <laughs> look, JD Vance offered to shoot it with an assault rifle, so maybe. Uh. <laughs> Maybe he's gonna get shoot Cletus, him. Get Cletus outside with yeah. his with his rifle. And- Kari Lake, Kari Lake, former candidate in Arizona, offered to shoot it down with her uh, hunting rifle at sixty thousand feet. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just do some real quick physics here. Yeah, that's not that's not getting there. Are you are you firing it? Have you customized? Is is your rifle part of a tank? And yes. you, yes, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> she's, Jokes she's on you. just a very well built woman who has a tank for a gun. <laughs> Jokes on you, Alex. She hunts with a rail gun. <laughs> 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 All right. So, jokes aside, um, I do want to talk about uh, a couple different things. So the, obviously there, there's a lot of uh, things up in the air about the purpose of the balloon. Bad pun. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't even realize that's what I was doing. <laughs> a lot Stop of it. floating around. Stop it. This, this is a serious conversation. <laughs> Hulk says stop. Um, putting, putting the purpose aside, do we believe that there is a correct or, you know, responsible way to respond to this kind of situation as a nation, specifically as a nation. Because like per- personal feelings aside, I I don't know if I was like someone who was in control of, of the ability to shoot it down, if I actually would have. I might have left it intact, and that may or may not have been a problem later. Do do we think there is a correct national response? Is my question. Uh, do you want to know if there's like a correct one that's like best for us, the U.S., or one that would sort of be best applied internationally? Best applied internationally. 
Um, I mean, if this is every, very open ended, I'm not. I, I don't I mean, think there actually fair, is one. Like, if we're being fair, I mean, the the best approach is like other countries should be able to do what we did to the spy balloon, but we clearly don't think that, given that we patrol the world skies <laughs> pretty pretty much free of challenge. Um, the only thing that prevents us is that a lot of countries don't have the ability to shoot down the various things we put in their airspace. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if all is fair in love and war, like, yeah, other countries should be able to shoot down our drones or whatever. Um, then we get into the weird, like, what do you do with spy satellites, which nobody can shoot down for jurisdictional reasons, but definitely spy on everybody all the time. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, that would be in, in violation of international law. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you can't have spy satellites. Definitely. No one's definitely doing any of that. No, no one, yep. no one would do that. Yep. <laughs> no one would yeah. violate international treaties. Yeah. Only sure. an airhead would violate international <laughs> Right. I mean, I mean, like, but on a like if you think back to the bin Laden raid, right? It's not like Syria invited us to send a attack helicopter into their airspace. I mean, we can say we had good reason for doing it. I think the Syrian government would have disagreed. And had they shot down our helicopter, I'm pretty sure we would have responded aggressively. Mm. <laughs> like we didn't ask for your helicopter to be here. You snuck it in, and had we found out, it would have been within their rights to gun it down. I mean, according to what we did, like to the spy balloon, and the spy balloon was unmanned. Um, I don't know that. that in this particular, I say I agree with you on principle. I don't know in Syria. I don't know that that's true because it is an active. Uh, it's an active like we're active. We're active participants in the in the Syrian conflict. So I I, I don't think that would. That quite lays out, right? Um, the we're place, at the time. Yeah, the place we found Bin Laden was like their military center, though. Um, I think they would have had some feelings about well, us that, flying. Say, well, that 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 actually asks like you know, like some other questions about like well, if you're if you're harboring our enemy, like shouldn't we treat you like an enemy but like, but like that's you know, a right. different podcast different discussion. right that's why the standard is really hard though. <laughs> you know what i mean that's what makes the standard hard so like to your point josh i i don't know if there's like a consistently great answer other than that broadly speaking countries should probably be able to protect their airspace that means we should concede sometimes our stuff probably should get shot down <laughs> I think America has this big uh, boner for Jangoistic shoot first, ask questions never sort of <laughs> sort of thing. Um, we love to do that. It doesn't matter. We, we just as a as a nation, as a society, we all just sort of agree shoot first, and if you're going to ask a question, don't. And um, I think it also goes on its head when as as um, Anthony said, if we had stuff in foreign airspaces and they shot and they had that same approach, we would not tolerate it um, as a country. And it's like, 
as far as an international, is there even an international precedent for something like that? Like, I, I don't think there is. That's part yeah. of the reason why I'm asking. Right. I so mean, like, it, we what? didn't shoot down Sputnik. We didn't shoot down Sputnik. And wasn't that like 60 years ago? I don't know what to do with that. Could, could we have <laughs> shot down Sputnik? Could we have shot it down? Um, we could have nuked it, I guess. Uh. I mean, uh, could we have fired, miss, let's say, uh, projectiles at Sputnik? Yes. Yes. Could we have ensured that it fully detonated and uh, didn't, you know, like fall down and like crush people? In the, I say, uh, or like, or I say, or that we like you miss with the missile and end up causing another international event? No. Well, well I feel like that answers so, that question. So what? To what I'm saying? To what I'm saying? Basically, is just simply, I think that as far as like any sort of international idea. Um, I do agree with Anthony that I think people should be able to control their own airspace in whatever form that takes. So if you want to take the America route of shooting it down and never asking any questions about it, I say go for it, even if it's our own stuff. Um, I also think that if you want to go my route and like malicious compliance it and be like, oh, hey, we found this balloon uh, that is very clearly not a weather balloon. Um, so we wiped the data on it and we're giving it back to you, <laughs> you know. Like, there you go. And now you also have it on the books, what it is in that case. So, now I say that to, to that point, uh, I would have loved to show like soft power and been like, let's say, uh, you know, kind of exactly what you're describing. And like, we've returned your weather balloon to you. <laughs> or just pay, get a weather balloon and send it to them. There you go. You returned a weather. <laughs> this is your weather balloon, right? <laughs> so... Um, going into this is this is kind of um, I want to say this is like doom and gloom exactly, but uh, there obviously it's it's being the the general consensus I think that we have is that it was a method of intelligence gathering. Do we think these kinds of situations are the future of wartime intelligence gathering? And if so, is there a conflict on the horizon? Um, TikTok is the way to of of intelligent intelligence gathering. I think social media is the way to do that. I don't know what this is. This balloon thing was about. I will also observe: we are not at war with China. Yeah, that too. So, uh, is it, no, is this the future of uh, of wartime? Uh, information gathering, no, because you would, if you were at war, you would just do the, you just fly the planes over. <laughs> this is true. I, that, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think this is one of the, like, Nick is right. Like, Alex is right. This is one of the many components of like intelligence gathering in the future. Um, look, I've posted stuff in our Slack channels before about, uh, unmanned vehicles like this balloon or drones more broadly um, really open up a very new capability, one that we mostly have monopolized in the beginning and now that has spread to largely everybody. I mean, every sufficiently advanced country has unmanned 
aerial vehicle programs now. Um, and that lets you, for at relatively low risk, do a quite a bit of a lot more spying. It's you know, there's not a big loss of sending a balloon or an unmanned drone, those things are a dime a dozen for a country like China or us at this point. Um, and they let you spy on people without having to risk people. And they're a part of it. Social media is a part, Nick is right. Social media gathering of information on the everyday citizens or for backdoor ways to hack into apps or programs or emails. God knows we've seen that, you know, click on a spam link. Next thing you know, you've turned over the entire national security apparatus. Oh, mm-hmm. oops. <laughs> I thought I was going to get rich quick. <laughs> now, <laughs> I thought there were hot singles in my area. Oh, no. They were looking for looking to make a connection. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we're, I think we're all kind of right. This is one of the, one of the future to your other point though, Josh, while we aren't at war with China, um, we are approaching a weird cold war esque stance as it's become clear. They intend to challenge us economically and they intend to build up the military in their area. We've seen this with Taiwan, the China Sea. We're sort of creeping closer to that Cold War status. That's more or less what I was getting at. Like I, yeah. I've seen a lot of people uh, basically you or like describe our current like relation with China as something yeah. of a Cold War. Um, and yeah. I, that's part of the reason why I think the the whole China balloon situation is another method of concern because you know tensions are kind of high right now and this regardless of what the reason might be could very easily be seen as a method of looking at gauging you know military strength and other things along those lines like before some kind of assault or invasion so yep I mean, I Alex. Like, real quick, I like what Francine mentioned that it could be a distraction tactic, um, and like to the is this the future of wartime um, information gathering? I think it would be more likely information gathering in terms of what is the U.S. going to do if we put something in their airspace, yep. and it's they're not going to care if it's innocuous until suddenly they care, and then they're yep. not going to care, and then they're going to blow it up. And that, that should be pretty obvious, I think, to anybody who knows what the U.S. is about. But I wonder if part of it is um, if we're really going to, like, consider this, like, is it considered an act of aggression in terms of, like, um, this is an intelligence grab to see how the U.S. reacts to things. We can, we can like, I, I'm not really sure how to phrase what I'm trying to say, just essentially, like, it, I if we're going to assume it has something to do with war. I think it's a fair assumption to think, hey, this could be a tactic for either distraction, for either intelligence uh, gathering in a non-conventional sort of way, and for seeing how to um, best like engage with us. Uh, what you are describing is a, more, a less dangerous version of what happened with the Cuban Missile Crisis, where, you know, Khrushchev was really interested in testing the mettle of the new young kid in office, Kennedy. 
there were some real doubts about do does this new young president have the stones necessary to stand up to us? Now, let's see what he's got. Like let's let's see how he handles an actual diplomatic crisis. Mm. And you know that's part of what that was. What you're suggesting, like hey, let's see how will the how will their media respond? How would their president respond? How would their security apparatus respond? You know, you test the limits, and that is consistent with the idea that. Uh, in some ways, we're approaching this weird situation with them. I mean, something, Alex, to sort of, you know, something you and I have talked about before is uh, when a country is experiencing some sort of hardship or economic problems, that tends to make them more belligerent, not less. And China is running into some ceilings on economic growth. That that normally leads to countries becoming more expansionist, not not less. So if China suffers some economic problems, uh, Taiwan starts looking like a juicy little boost. <laughs> I mean, that's. Like, you could also you could also rephrase it. Russia starts running into some economic problems. Ukraine starts looking like a juicy little boost. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Economic problems tend to make countries more belligerent and aggressive, not uh, more peaceful and cautious. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I- I also want to say I don't think it's necessarily an act of aggression or a indication of wartime. I just think no. it's uh, a very bizarre situation. Yeah. At at best. Yeah. No, I think you're right. It's not war, but I think they're testing us. I mean, they're interested in how we might respond. They want to see what our military capabilities are. They also didn't know about the capabilities of a sidewinder missile, and now they do. Hmm. Um, that's useful for them to know if they're looking at Taiwan. They're like, hmm. American military capability is maybe a little more uh, capable than we thought it was last week. Yeah. <laughs> they also might be testing it as a hubris thing. How is yes. how is America yes. going to respond to this? How can we use that to our advantage? Yes. Yes. Because with what we're doing in Russia and, or Ukraine, how can America respond on two fronts? Hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of useful information gathered by something as innocent as a Big balloon. It's that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> More than just the weather, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so then let me let me kind of let me kind of wrap this up by saying this then. Do you personally think that the balloon was a threat? No, I, I'm gonna go with no. no. I'm gonna go with no. But again, that's where my idea of malicious compliance comes in to because then you have a situation where something non-threatening is no longer perceived as what the Chinese spokesperson said as overreaction. Um, Because now you have not um, destroyed their weather balloon, but you have all the needed information to know what it is. And then you can return it or, you know, return a real weather balloon. Um, And if it's not a threat, then it was no issue to begin with. And you can just put it back in the airspace and move on. If it was, now you know, and it's. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was a threat either. Um, In part because I'm not, this is just more about internal China politics than maybe anybody would care for, but uh, like all governments, no government has a total internal cohesion. This occurred like the day before Secretary of State Blinken was supposed to meet with uh, President Xi Jinping, uh, which postponed the meeting. 
China does not appear to be happy that the meeting with the Secretary of State was canceled or postponed as a result of this, which which would suggest uh, whoever is responsible for this balloon ending up there did not do so with necessarily total agreement <laughs> in the Chinese government itself. Um, Good to know. So, you know, every government has its rogue it's rogue operators. <laughs> that that is true. That is true. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a threat because it's not clear to me that the highest levels of the Chinese government were totally on board with this. They may have gained some useful stuff, but I think there's some pretty high-ranking officials who go, "What the, what the hell are we doing? We're supposed to be dethawing relations, and we're." sending spy balloons over North and actually South America too. Like, what are we, you know, to, to people who are aware of like, uh, like the Monroe Doctrine, which is basically like, this is idea that like the U.S. has pretty much unchallenged authority in like the Northern Hemisphere, especially around us. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Challenging them in their airspace while they're supposed to be meeting with us to improve relations. What are we doing here? <laughs> okay. So, um, is it a defined threat? Well, um, that that's a bit hard to define because I don't get to decide what you would consider a threat. This well, is a I mean, question. like, so so when you would say when you're asking, like, it was it a threat? Like, what 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 do you what do you mean? Let's say was it a threat? Like, to was it a military security? threat? Like, is it like a? Are we like threatening you with like violence? Well, no, but we are, let's say, but like, is it a threat in terms of like, um, say, we, like, say, we'll say we, we are watching you and we are testing your capabilities? Uh, yeah, probably, almost certainly. I consider threat to be with intent to do harm. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, 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 uh, say, and I think that's a reasonable take. That's why I'm at, like, that's why I'm asking for clarification. Man. Like, when you ask the question, like, what, what, what do you mean? I personally think it was a threat to national security. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, if, and, and this, this isn't if, because we don't technically know yet. If there was information being gathered um, that could be used in future anything, future problems, future uh, engagements, future anything. And I think that there, especially given that it it happened unannounced, um, there is a problem with the fact that the information didn't line up. Like it'd it'd be one thing if we asked them about it they gave us an answer and we could confirm with our information that that answer seemed logical. But these things did not line up. There was clearly something wrong with this scenario. And so I have no reason to believe that it is not malicious in its intent. You'd make a good uh, secretary of defense with that argument. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, and I, say, I, I think, and like that's to like the like the like the point of my question. 
Yeah, I agree. I I think that's a good point. Honestly, if if the the stories are not lining up, there's no reason to not imply that it's malicious. But I also think that goes a bit with the um, American ideal of of the the Jangoism that I talked about. Um, we like to shoot first and ask questions never. But I also think that it makes sense that you would have that take because you said you don't trust your neighbors. So I think that is a very aligned take, a very consistent take. Well, not even um, just that. Like we did ask them questions before we shot it down. That's there, true. There was there were abs- there was absolutely a conversation that happened, and based on that conversation, I no longer feel comfortable with it being in my backyard. <laughs> like, I'm not even saying that like I wasn't willing to ask questions. I just like if you if it looks like you're trying to break into my house, and <laughs> if you got burglar gloves and on, I, yeah, and, 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 I, and I ask you like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just uh, cutting your grass. Like, <laughs> fuck no, get away, get away from my garage. Like, what are you uh, doing? I just thought your window, I just thought you needed a new window pane. So I broke right. this one so I could put this new one in. That's all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you gotta clean your gutters. It, yeah. it's, a, it's, a <laughs> like, it's a whole different situation if we shot it down without any sort of right. like information whatsoever. But we asked them. And, the, and in my mind, in my mind, that's what makes the difference. We went, we went back to them and said, "Hey, we see this thing. Should we be concerned about it?" We asked them directly, "Should we be concerned about this thing?" And they're like, "Oh, it's a weather no. balloon. It's a weather balloon." Good. I think you that's fair. I resent. I resent my take. <laughs> now, uh, we can dig into more of this later, especially once more information about the. The situation is known to us. We may or may not talk about this more in a future episode. But uh, this episode, this podcast, has been brought to you in part by Elyag Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians. And oh, I'm sorry. No, Alex, you brought us in. You know what? You take yes. us out, buddy. You, you don't even know my ending right. script, do you? <laughs> um, this podcast has been brought to you in part by Elyag Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians. And of course, Coincast News. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to put it in the chat. To any so of our, to listen to any of our other podcasts, I please go to our already website wrong. at pointcast.news or find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us and like us on Facebook page. Thank you for listening. Josh out. Uh, there was there was some other stuff I would have wanted you to cover there, but it's <laughs> fine. It's <laughs> fine. Josh out. Make me smile when my world looks great. Laugh on my sanity is blue. I was no pockets in these words. I'm me, I'm a scrub, but at least I got you. Yeah, at least I got you. And I just wanted to say thank you.